Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are just absolutely delighted. We have Eileen McNamara with us. Uh, she spent uh, 30 years as a journalist at the Boston Globe, won yeah. a Pulitzer Prize, and her uh, book is called Eunice the Kennedy Who Changed the World. Hi, Eileen. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, Absolutely. thank you. We heard about your book um, when Maria Shriver was on the, um, Today the Today Show, you know, talking about this book. And we were just like really intrigued because we were like, I don't think we know the story of Eunice Kennedy Shriver. And, and it turns out we didn't. Exactly. Neither did I until I started researching this book. It's a great untold story. Okay, so was it done in cooperation with the family? No. no. I mean, the family, uh, the family did cooperate in the sense that they all submitted to interviews. But okay. They didn't, they didn't have any um, authority over the book. Right. So you have, you've been a reporter at the Boston Globe for 30 years, so obviously you were aware of the Kennedys and knew a lot about them. What was it about Eunice that you just decided, I need to write a book about this woman? Well, it's interesting that, you know, she died two weeks before Senator Ted Kennedy did mm-hmm. um, in 2009. And I just noticed the difference in the treatment of their, their passing. Um, as you know, Mrs. Shriver started Special Olympics, which right. is is in more than 170 countries around the world, and uh, you know it affects millions and millions of people. And in Senator Kennedy's obituary in the New York Times, I noticed that in the photographs accompanying it, they misidentified all of his sisters. Oh. <laughs> it was as if every Kennedy woman was interchangeable or invisible. And I knew that not to be the case of uh, Mrs. Schreiber. Mm-hmm. She was a force of nature. And so when you talk about, let's kind of yeah. start at the beginning, what became her passion about helping people that were, you know, at the time called mentally challenged? Um, her sister, Rosemary, was born with mild intellectual disabilities. And she was her older sister. And for all of their childhood, the two of them were paired together. They sailed together. They went hiking. They were debutantes in London when Joe Kennedy was the ambassador to Great Britain. They were very, very close. And uh, as Rosemary aged, uh, mental illness compounded her intellectual disabilities. She got violent. She struck out at her family. She had terrible mood swings. And then in a misguided attempt to cure her, uh, Joseph Kennedy had her lobotomized. Oh, my gosh. And, oh. and it left her completely incapacitated. Uh, couldn't talk, couldn't walk. Unbelievable. And, and did Eunice always, like, have deep 
you know, like, did she think she could have done something to stop her dad? Did she blame well, herself? Know, J- Joe Kennedy acted on his own. He didn't even tell his wife, wow. Rose Kennedy, that he was subjecting his daughter to this surgery. So I'm sure that Eunice was unaware that the surgery had mm-hmm. even taken place. But the father then prohibited all the kids from visiting her. And he didn't tell them the extent of her disability now, where she was completely incapacitated. And I think as she did learn what happened to Rosemary as time went on, she felt not just rage at medicine Mm -hmm. or compounding her sister's problems, but maybe a little guilt herself for being complicit Mm -hmm. and just being willing to let Rosemary be disappeared. Yeah. Right. Right. And, 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 you know, and I think it was like when uh, Joe Kennedy uh, had a, a stroke in 1961 that she's like, now that that dad can't be in charge, because it sounds like he completely dismissed the girls in that family. He did. He just he simply didn't see them. She, she wrote a plaintive letter to her father in the late 50s when she said, Dear Daddy, you are spending so much time on everyone else's career. What about me? Mm-hmm. And she knew the answer is her father didn't see her because she was a girl. Yeah. Um, but you're right. In 1961, Joe had a very serious stroke and he lost his ability to talk. And when he lost his voice, Eunice found hers. Yeah. And she brought Rosemary back into the center of that family. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, I, you know, she, she was ahead of even her brothers yeah. on social change. Yeah, that was really yeah. interesting to me about how she was more of a leader and she got her brother, including the president, to follow her and what she thought they should be doing. That's absolutely right. I mean, she worked in the Justice Department in 1947 and 48 on issues of juvenile delinquency, an issue Bobby Kennedy didn't really discover until 1961 with her help when he was the Attorney General of the United States. And Jack Kennedy never expressed any political interest in issues of intellectual disabilities. Until he was elected president, Eunice told him, the first thing you need to do is create a presidential panel on what we then called mental retardation. Mm -hmm. And Jack Kennedy did it not because his sister told him to, but because he knew his sister knew what worked on that issue because Mm -hmm. it meant so much to her. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it's really fascinating that she was just such a force for change and what she did. Um, like that people benefit from right now, even like how, like you were saying, how we, how we used to treat people under age criminally. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. And when you think about it, there were no federal laws that protected children with intellectual disabilities when Jack Kennedy was elected president. They were mostly warehoused in horrible Dickensian facilities. And the last bill that Jack Kennedy signed, Eunice Shriver drafted, which closed those facilities, opened group homes, mm-hmm. created departments of what we then called mental retardation in the states so that we could work on these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had a remarkable uh, impact on her brother's presidency. Yeah. That's just, it kind of, it, it's just so delightful yeah. to learn about her. Yeah, this is really, we're putting this with our favorite memoir last year, Eileen, was um, the, the Bunny Mellon. 
biography. Yeah. And yeah. I have a feeling that, that Eunice, the Kennedy who changed the world, is this year's uh, best biography. Just, it's oh, so, I'm glad to hear it. Because she it, deserves it. it. She's, I feel like she's been written out of history. Yes. Right. You know, that, you, that CNN documentary that was just on a several-part series, mm-hmm. it, she got one sentence. Yeah. One sentence. Yeah, that's um, okay. So I I know we remember her. You know, people will associate her for a special Olympics, but her legacy is a lot bigger than that. And that's it's, even just that alone would be enough. That would be enough, I think, for most people. Yeah. yeah, but it is. It's much bigger than that because she impacted public policy across presidential administrations all the way through uh, George Bush. She was really a power for change. I mean, until 1975, a child wasn't guaranteed a seat in a public school classroom if it had intellectual disabilities. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, it. That's extraordinary. She made that happen. Yeah. She, changed, she changed the way we looked at these kids. She said, oh, look, they're just children who want to play. Yeah, well, tell maybe, you know, share that story, how the seeds of Special Olympics were started by Eunice Kennedy, because that's a great story. Well, she had, um, she lived on this beautiful estate in Maryland, and uh, during the Kennedy administration, when all this progress was being made, um, a woman in Maryland called her up and said, you know, you're working so hard on this issue, why is there no place I can send my child to summer camp? Oh, so Eunice looked out the backyard, and she had 200 acres. So she said, send her here. Yeah. And she, she took children from local institutions and children who were basically hidden at home, mm-hmm. and she put them out in the paddocks to ride her horses. She put them in the swimming pool and the tennis court. And she hired um, local school girls and boys to come be counselors, and Incredibly, you would never get away with this today. She hired um, inmates from a local prison to come and work at the camp because in her own life, she had also worked at a prison. Mm-hmm. And she thought that prisoners deserve second chances, too. Yeah. Wow. I, I, That's incredible. And so yeah. here we are in 2018, the 50th anniversary of the Special Olympics. And I mean, that's that's just a that's huge. What? started in a backyard and where it is today and that was a hundred percent she and her husband keeping you know making that go absolutely right sergeant shriver they were they were a great team and she had five children and all five of them are committed to special olympics and work really hard on these issues Mm -hmm. was it easy for eunice uh Kennedy to be a mom because I've heard Maria Shriver talk about you know how her mom was her best friend right. but she also was her toughest critic critic yes she was uh, she was a tough love advocate mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no there was no huggies with Eunice it was all what have you done what have you accomplished what are you giving back to the world today and you know Maria will say she wishes sometimes that she had a softer gentler mother. But the mother she got was the mother that inspired her to do as much as she's done in her own life. Yeah, that's so true. And also, you know, Eunice, how old was she, Eunice, when she passed away? Um, She was 88. 80, I mean, you know, that would be, for a woman of that age, that would be a more common kind of a thing to, to, to be a little bit more 
not always well, and, hugging and I love you, I love you every other second. Right. You know? I think Maria Sharp is a very different kind of yes. mother with her children. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, How it, fascinating. It does, the book is... It's so good. And it's, the pictures are wonderful. One of my favorites is her wearing the poodle skirt. Um, oh, isn't that great? Yeah, 1952. Um, JF Ken- John F. Kennedy is written out on the poodle skirt, and she's in front of the television <laughs> camera. It's so cute. It's yeah, really... It's this is cute. really... Thank you for doing this and, and letting us know about this amazing woman. Well, I think, you know, it's really, really easy to write women out of history, and we've got to write them back in mm-hmm. so that they get their due. Yeah. And Eunice Kennedy Shriver deserves it. She really does. Yeah, she she does. And your your book is just fantastic. It's called uh, Eunice, the Kennedy Who Changed the World. We're just so glad that you wrote it, Eileen. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for talking to me today. We have one last question, and Eileen. Yeah. We right. ask all, all of our authors, what's the last great book that you've read? Oh, what's the last great book that I just read? Oh, I read this wonderful book that was written actually by a colleague of mine. And it's got a crazy name. It's called um, Papist Patriots. (laughs) And as you can tell, I'm kind of a history buff. Mm -hmm. It's about about the original Catholics who settled the colony of Maryland. And um, again, it was an untold story I didn't know about. And I I love discovering uh, books that I just wouldn't know about right. otherwise. Yeah. That's... Um, it's written by a woman named Maura Jane Farrelly. All right, Maura Jane Farrelly. And what's the name of the book again? Papist Patriot. Okay. It's called Papist, Papist. Patriot. Okay. And your book is called Eunice, The Kennedy Who Changed the World. And again, we are so glad to have met you. Thank you so much. It's been fun talking to you. Oh, okay. thank you. We've got a couple copies to give away, 651 641 1071. And when we come back, the oddest pairing ever in Andy Cohen's clubhouse. Oh, um, beyond odd. Beyond odd. Yeah. yeah.